0: You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kayama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kayama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kayama Community Radio sports program where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. With restrictions being eased across New South Wales over the next period, our cricketers are preparing for their season to get underway in November. It was encouraging to hear that the Ashes Tour of Australia by England will go ahead now that quarantining protocols have been agreed upon by both teams. I look forward to being able to walk down Driver Avenue and take my seat at the SCG to watch the Sydney Test. In women's cricket, the tests and one-dayers between Australia and India have been enthralling. With two one-dayers left to play, the competition between the two countries is on a knife's edge. Come on, Aussie. So, with cricket foremost in my mind this week, I thought I'd delve into the archives and find a cricketing story provided by Bill Peters, our cricket historian, from a time when our population was also dealing with a pandemic, the bubonic plague. Whilst every death is tragic, the message is the population and cricket got through that event and moved forward. So take confidence in the fact that this horrible period will pass as it did in the 1870s. Bill's story tells of the achievements of two players who went on to play in the first official test for Australia back then after honing their skills here in Kiama. Thanks Bill.
1: On Saturday 23rd May 1874, the Kiame United Cricket Club hosted a visit by the East Sydney Cricket Club. It was quite a coup for the district to have this team travel down to partake in a cricket match. Though there were many cricket clubs in Sydney, the organised Sydney-grade competition did not come into being until the 1893-94 season, and so at this time in history they also played on an invitational basis. This was the East Sydney club's final match of the 1873-74 season, and was by far the furthest they had travelled in the name of a game of cricket. The East Sydney team batted first, with players such as Dave Gregory and Charles Bannerman, who had recently played for the 18 of New South Wales against WG Grace's touring English team, and was looking solid against the Kiama locals at 4 for 73, before Alexander Gordon came on to bowl. Gordon had had a colourful cricket career for Kymer over the previous 15 years, and on this day added to that by coming on and bowling underarm. In 1874, this was well within the laws of the game, although even then it was reported as the old ways. Still, it did the job as Gordon picked up 3 for 9, and helped to bowl out the East Sydney team for just 94. The Kymer team took heart from the swift conclusion of their opponent's innings, and would have felt confident that they could put up a good chase of the target they had been set. However, it was not to be, as the opening attack of Charlie, Gregory and Burke ran through them with ease to be bowled out for just 55. After the luncheon, which was taken on the ground, there was little time for the Kymer team to force their way back into the match. After all, the East Sydney club had had little trouble in the first innings setting themselves up for a big score, and with only a couple of hours to go until sundown, it looked an impossible task in which to force victory. Their cause was made easier when first Charlie Bannerman, and then Dave Gregory, the club's two most experienced batsmen, failed to show up the wickets, proclaiming themselves to be retired ill. Along with only ten men to start with, it meant that Kymar had now only to produce seven wickets falling in order to have a second precious chance at the crease with the bat. Gordon was this time called upon to open the bowling, And again, here's a cut above, once again relying on his underarms to do the job. Gordon bowls 10 overs, of which 3 are maidens, and finishes with the terrific figures of 4 for 13. Amazing stuff. Spinks is not left in the lurch here, his 9 overs producing 2 for 12. While McCaffrey's single over closes out the innings with a wicket off his final ball, dismissing the undermanned City team for just 37 runs. With no time to waste at all, and with a maximum of only half an hour likely to be left in the day, Samuel Gordon and King take on the role of enforcers. They nab six runs from the first over by Gregory, and then 13 from the next by Burke, as well as another six from Gregory's second over. After just three overs, the Kiama team has raced away to none for 29, an unheard of run rate in the colonies at the time. And maybe, just maybe, the Kiama team are a chance of snatching this game. Burke is immediately replaced by the leg spin of Bannerman, who has remarkably recovered from whatever ailed him to stop him reaching the batting crease, and he bowls an advancing Gordon for 20, a fine innings in the circumstances. Suddenly the going is a lot tougher for the batsman, not the least because of the deepening dusk that is falling around them. Bannerman proves to be a much tougher proposition, bowling both McCafferty for 1 and Alexander Gordon for a duck, before stumps are drawn with Kymer at 3 for 34 from 7 overs. A return match took place between the two teams on the 9th of November 1874, this time with the Keimer Club travelling to Sydney and the match taking place on the Alliance Ground. On this occasion, the East Sydney team is much more on song, putting together 240 runs, with Bannerman making 62 and Ned Gregory 72. In reply, Keimer could only manage 68 and then 91 following on, with Alexander Gordon and McCaffrey the batsmen to show good form. Despite the drubbing they received in the return match in Sydney, both of these were important matches in the annals of Kymer cricket history. Not only did arguably the region's finest cricketer of the era again prove his worth and canniness against worthy opposition, and not only did an unheralded Kiama team hold their own against a superior opponent, before having it handed to them in this return match, it was also a fillip for those that played in or watched the matches take place. Within three years, East Sydney's captain Dave Gregory was appointed to captain the first All-Australian team to play the All-England team on level terms, 11 men on 11 men. It was played at the Melbourne Cricket Ground in March 1877 and is retrospectively considered to be the first ever cricket test match. And Charlie Bannerman was also selected in that game, going on to score the first test century and eventually retiring Hurt for 165, still the highest score by an Australian on test match debut. It's a long way from facing underarms at Church Point Kayama to winning a test match, the first ever test match at the MCG.
0: KCR org for the community by the community. In sports news the English Super League Grand Final was played over the weekend with St Helens defeating Catalan 12-10. Former NRL players were well represented in the match with Kevin Nguama scoring two tries for St Helens and James Maloney falling just short of ending his career on a career high. In golf, monthly medal events were played across the region. At Kaiama, the ladies A grade went to Annette Worth, B grade to Jude McTaggart, and C-grade to Nilla Mobs. At Jamboreau, Brad Vigel won A-grade, Greg Clough, B-grade, and Arthur Morris, C-grade. At Jeringong, I noticed a Reuben Garrick take out the B-grade event on Saturday with 44 points. It appears Reuben can not only kick straight, he can also hit straight. Well done, Reuben, on a tremendous NRL year. And congratulations to Andrew Wilson, who aced the 13th hole at Kiama midweek, his fifth career hole-in-one. Oh, and by the way, a G Shepherd had 43 points early in the week to have a win, but missed out on the coveted honour trophy. That's all I have time for this week, but if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepard, and i hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas this program is brought to you by kayama league's club the modern friendly heart of kayama you've been listening to kayama community radio
1: the views information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kayama Community Radio.